Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey. The thing about Phil is he's he's so temptable. He likes to go the thrill route. That's what makes Phil exciting. Judd Zolgad. Judd, have you wandered away from the house again? Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. High fly to deep center field. Going back is Jay. And that ball is... Gone! A home run! Sano to center field. A two-run blast. And the Twins take the lead. Yeah, it was nice to see some guys get across the plate. Uh, we didn't do much early again. We had to kind of battle to hang in there. Um, Junis did a nice job. Uh, finally broke through. You know, Miggy get a, good to see him. Went over the fence. It's been a while since we've seen that. Um, some other big hits along the way. You know, Kep had a couple hits. Those had a couple hits. You know, and to keep Adnan there at the end. So the point Jason Stark brought up, and he's right. And and now that Andrew Miller has no timetable for a return. He's out. The Indians have one viable reliever, Cody Allen. The bullpen is a mess. Here's the other guy, Zach McAllister, mm-hmm. 6.10 ERA. Yep. Dan Otero. And those guys are both over the age of 32, so it could just be that there's wear and tear. Otero, 6.41 ERA. Tyler Olson, 6.28. Uh, ben Taylor has pitched five innings and given up runs. Who's closing games for him now? Or well, who's tr- Cody Allen's been their closer okay, for okay, years. Okay, he's still there. All right. Yeah. Actually, Andrew Miller wasn't even their closer. He was just their their firefighter. Right. Uh, and then Evan Marshall and Neil That's Ramirez, right. a couple random guys with 11.25 and 9.82 ERAs. Evan so, Marshall and what? Yeah, I have no idea. Just <laughs> random journeymen. Um, so this isn't something that, oh, Cleveland's just going to snap their fingers and all of a sudden established relievers are going to be amazing. They've lost some key pieces to that bullpen. They lost Shaw, who is eating 70 to 75 innings per season the last few years, right? He's been He's in Colorado. a horse for them. Yeah, and he signed a big contract with Colorado. Uh, so this is where, to your question from last year and from just a few weeks ago, are the Indians going to hit the gas pedal? They can't with that bullpen. You're gonna, Yeah, you'd have to make some significant upgrades and trades to do so, which yeah. I would guess that, that you would do. Because they're still the class of a division that's absolutely a dumpster fire. And they have awesome starting pitching. Corey Kluber's not going anywhere. Carlos Carrasco, a bit of a slow start for him, and he still has an ERA under yeah. four. Uh, Trevor Bauer's kind of figuring it out, finally a 2.61. And they've got some lineup pieces. Francisco Lindor has turned into one of the best players in baseball. Um, I would still sign there, right? Cabrera. Is he, I think uh, he's playing he, for them now. Okay. Yeah, you're right. He has played a few games. But to the to the broader point here, I would still pick the Indians spotted three and a half games over the Twins to finish off the division this year. But the Twins have endured a lot of bad things and they're and they're still in the fight and the Indians 
aren't going to hit the gas pedal and win 23 in a row like they did last year. So um, I I would have trouble putting the Twins to bed right now. I want to see what they do in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. But if they don't kick it in gear in the next couple weeks, well, then they're, I'm, I've got the phone, then they're and toast. I'm calling on Gibson, Lance Lynn, Brian Dozier, and I'm putting together packages, and I'm trying to get big-time young players it, before other teams are jumping in the pool. It's weird, too, because if, they do, if the Twins do come back now and contend, uh, in part because... Cleveland continues to struggle. The interesting thing is your concerns don't go away, though. The Sano and Buxton thing to me is an incredible concern. It's been, it's gotten to be, I mean, Buxton continues to do nothing but strike out. Sano came back, played first base uh, two games in Seattle, then was back at, uh, I think he DH'd on Saturday or Sunday, and, and was back at third Monday. But he struck out three more times. I mean, these two guys were supposed to be, or are supposed to be your pillars. And Buxton defensively is is there's no comparison, but all of that being said, offensively, if if I had told you in March, hey, these guys are going to be hurt, and when they're not hurt, they're basically not going to, to hit. You'd say this team's in trouble. This goes from being a conversation about about your pieces now are coming up and being successful, or do, do you have to hit the reset to a certain degree again and now get Royce Lewis up here, Polanco back? Gordon up, things like that. You mean like this year for Royce Lewis? Or are you talking? No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, Sano and Buxton are supposed to be your your guys, and it's supposed to be happening right about now. Like they should, they should mm-hmm. both be very functional, two star big league players. And watching them not just scuffle, watching them absolutely looked inept at what they're supposed to do. You now say, is this a wild type of situation where you had this group come up and you thought, okay, they're going to be really good? And now you're like, okay, the two key components aren't aren't that good. And so now now does the next phase have to be when Gordon comes up, when Lewis comes up, when those guys start to come up, now you're going to turn a corner. Because at the rate that Buxton and, and Snow are going, I'm losing faith really quickly. Yeah, it, it's true. I'm... I mean, right now, Eddie Rosario is the cream of the of the young crop there. Yeah, absolutely, and Max Kepler would be second on your list, and then like Buxton's defense would would put him pretty high up on the list. But his bat is of the regular players who play every day in the major leagues. It's it's the worst non pitcher bat. It mm-hmm. just is. Now, there's been times where it's been an MVP caliber uh, bat for two or three months. So he's still. This is the thing. If he flips that switch like he did last year for for two or three months, starting let's say in mid June or something, then you'll probably contend. To be honest, yeah, you with might you. win the division still because you're still trying to figure out who some of these players are. Uh, the good news is, if they have to go into sell mode this year, it doesn't mean that they're in for a rebuild. It just, I think, it just means that they're going to retool with because they because Fernando Romero is not going anywhere. I think you're right. They've got the makings of a rotation here: Odorizzi, Romero, and and Jose Barrios. I'll go to I'll go to fight with those three guys. And your infield might be gone. That's the key thing. Well, Polanco will still be part of your infield. Right, but but I'm saying the guys that, that they're playing right now might all be at either different positions in 2019 mm-hmm. and or gone. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean but it's it's not like, oh man, if they have to go into sell mode here in a month from now, they're going to be in for a 5-year stretch of no. futility. Uh their starting pitching staff will keep them in a lot of games just with those three guys I mentioned. And those three guys are all very young too, right? Jose Barrios, is he just turned 24. And uh, Jake Odorizzi is still 28, 27, Fernando's 28 years 23, old. correct? Yep, Fernando Rodney is, uh, or uh, Romero. Romero. Rodney's not young, or not. No, he, yeah, he's he's very old. But yes. So age isn't really a consideration with those guys. I don't know. I 
I have a hard time forming a really strong stance on this team because there's so many things that could just get better like they did last year. And if that happens and your division is up for grabs, if the Indians were 10 games up on you right now, I would say, yeah, it's a loss season, whatever. Just start making phone calls. Uh, but if you get hot over this next two weeks and you're right there with Cleveland, it might it might alter whether you trade a Brian Dozier or not. It might make you hang on to a Lance Lynn or a Kyle Gibson because now you're in contention. Sure. Yeah, I, I think if if they come out of this next stretch in good shape, the one thing I'm curious to see is then can you play actually competitive good teams decently? Can you win? Can you beat Boston? One of three. Well, they can, beat Houston can you start two to of take three. those steps? Right. But but with the way that, that they've played in the past month, month or so, we've established that they can beat the teams in their division, and that division's not good. So can you now start to win some games? Because pitching-wise, you're, you're absolutely, right now, starting pitching-wise, in decent shape. In Seattle, you got great starts. Yeah, I'm, Fernando was fantastic. Barrios was great. If you could hit at all, you'd be in, If you could have hit at, at all in Seattle, you win two or three, right? For sure. So, yes, this is not a rebuild, but I do keep coming back to the fact that two of the absolutely key components to me are an enormous concern. I count at least six trade pieces if they wanted to right now, just guys who are on expiring contracts or or something similar. And I'm not even counting Addison Reed because I think you hang on to Addison Reed for next year. He's just he's a great bullpen piece. Uh, Zach Duke, obviously, if somebody wanted a lefty reliever. Rodney. Rodney is another one. Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. Kyle Gibson, last year of his contract. That's four. Dozier. Uh, Brian Dozier. Lomo. Logan Morrison. Yep. That's six. I put Eduardo Escobar on this list, too, because as much as fun as he is to watch, he's 29, 30 years old and could bring you back something He'll get paid too. valuable. Yeah. Is, is Eduardo Escobar the type of guy that you're going to spend 10 plus million dollars or eight, nine, 10 plus million dollars on? Which some team might. Some team might say, you know what, you're worth a two year contract for $20 million. I don't or, think I would. He's a really valuable piece. I would think about it, but I don't think you can have him and Brian Dozier under contract. So, um, in fact, if you had. To make a decision right now, Brian Dozier for $20 million or $18 million on a multi-year deal or Eduardo Escobar for like half that, I would take Eduardo Escobar, Escobar. and then go to war with eventually Royce Lewis and Nick Gordon and Jorge Polanco. So see what happens. If, if you paid Escobar like that, would your infield to open 2019 be Sano at first base, um, Gordon at second base, Polanco infield, at shortstop, My infield would be Sano with the Rays or something. Like I would try to trade him, but... Yeah, moved to first base has started, and it's going to continue. You can't play third base being that big. I'm sorry. He did I don't yesterday. Care any, I, he did I, I know, but you can't do it. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a bad ask. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Dave, what does questions have for us when we come back? Questions does have a little bit more about the Twins and the division they play in, as well as some hoops to get into. Maybe another thing. Okay. Uh, I want to tell you guys a story later on too. I got a ticket this weekend for something. I was telling you part of the story before the show. I need a ruling on something later on this hour. Let's talk about TCL TVs here, too. We're watching right now uh, ESPN News. We're watching uh, highlights of last night's Game 1 Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Watching hockey, watching golf, watching any sport, really, on a 4K picture quality TCL P-Series TV. Uh, it's, It's the best sports viewing TV in the world right now. And you can just tell, if you go into any major local retailer and start to stack up the TCL TV and then all the bells and whistles with the built-in Roku device, and you start to compare it to others, you're going to notice the difference big time. You're going to notice uh, the uh, the picture quality. You're going to notice 
all of the entertainment and streaming options. It's not as simple as cable or satellite anymore. You got connected TVs. There's a there's a race for uh, compelling streaming content. And with these TCL TVs, you get the built-in Roku device, so no extra cords or cables, none of that stuff. It looks nice uh, when it's in your living room because you don't have a million cords attached, but you get that access to 4,000 streaming channels and 450,000 movies, TV show episodes. TCLUSA.com. Mackie and Judd now continue. I thought y'all be more excited than this. On 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. Say something, Dave. What does Questions have to say for himself? Questions has three outstanding questions, as always. And we like to say we hope the answers can match up. Rarely happens, but we'll see how you guys do today. Which injury... was more destructive to their team's chances at winning the NBA's Western Conference. Obviously, once you hear these, neither team did win, but I want to know which was the most destructive injury to their team's chances. Are you ready? All right. CP3 going out towards the very end of Game 5 and obviously missing Games 6 and 7 this past year. Or Sammy Cassell bowing out early (laughs) In game number two of wow. 2004 versus the Lakers. It's a good comparison. Of course it is. It's a really good comparison. Well, that's the question. What do you got, brings. Phil? Because the Cassell one ripped your little heart out back in the day. Just trying to show everybody he's got a couple big just, brass ones. That's where he did it, right? ruins his hip. Yeah. Isn't that the story? Yeah, he was doing the dance. According to Flip. He hurt his hip doing the big balls dance Correct. against that's right. Sacramento. That's the story that we've been told. Well, it was against... Okay, yeah, so that that sort of hobbled him for the Lakers series. He tried to play a couple games, and then he couldn't do it. Played game one, went out early in game two. He came back to play like 20 minutes or so of like game five, and that was it. That's right. Um, So it was supposed to be a Willis Reed moment for him, but it turned out to not (laughs) be. Willis Reed wasn't doing the dance. I think, um, I'm going to say Chris Paul. But it's it's a it's a really close one, and I only say Chris Paul because I am one hundred percent sure if Chris Paul played in either Game Six or Game Seven. Now, Game Game Six got crazy out of hand in the third quarter, and so people are going to look at the score and say, "Oh, was Chris Paul the thirty point difference?" No, but I think the game would have played out differently if Chris Paul was part of it, or they would have won Game Seven. I'm pretty sure the Wolves also would have won their series, if not the championship. But I don't know if we can say with as much certainty, because it was still that that wasn't those were we're talking all time great teams and Warriors and also in Lakers there. But like you you saw what the Rockets it was later in the series like you saw oh man if Chris Paul were doing this instead of Eric Gordon, but it's I think if if both were healthy for the whole series I think both stories would have been different. I think Rockets would get to the finals this time and I think the Wolves might have a championship. Imagine that. I'm going to say Crazy to think. I'm going to say there was the Cassell injury because of this. To go 0 for 27 on threes is an act of God. Like that's just it's how does somebody not not get hot? One player, one player gets hot, and that ent- entire storyline is then changed, and you probably win. <laughs> Don't even get hot. Just a couple. Yeah, exactly. Lucky bounces. But but my point being is is Paul not playing is a big deal. But somebody hit a shot there. Cassell ran the show for that Wolves team, and I think the step down from Cassell to the backup was a huge one, if I recall correctly. So I'm, I'm going to say as far as controlling the offense, Cassell was desperately missed. Houston's got, got an idea that should work, 
you need everyone to go cold, and they did. So I'm going to say it was the loss of Sam Cassell. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to think back to the. I'd have to go look at the game logs, but they lost some games in there where you for sure thought, man, if Sam Cassell were playing instead of Troy Hudson, wound up getting a bunch of minutes yeah. instead of Sam Cassell. But then you figured, oh, but you know what? Next year we'll get the band back together and everything will be fine. And here we sit. The amazing family. Amazing thing about 0 for 27 is how many shots had absolutely no chance of going in, including. The hard ones where he just sort of chucked them up. Yeah. Well, they're instructed to just there's that there's no bad three pointer. That ideally they'd be uncontested, <laughs> but obviously, if they have to be contested, they have to be contested. It's just a math game. They figure if we shoot yeah. forty or forty five every night, and we get fifteen to eighteen to drop in, and nowhere in there do they account for the fact that oh you might just you might just be too tired. That's what it was. They were playing basically a six-man rotation without Chris Paul. Sort of seven, but mostly a six-man mm-hmm. rotation. Let's look ahead to the finals. The odds are out, boys. And I, you know, you two, a couple radio guys rolling in that sweet dough. I'm sure you've got bank accounts that are sky high. So let's put some money down, huh? I've seen hot odds as high as minus 1100 on the Warriors. That means you'd have to bet $1,100 just to win $100 Warriors over the Cavaliers. You in? No way. I am not. I should be, but I t- told you guys this two weeks back. When it comes to LeBron, I'm not going against him. I, I don't trust it. He's too... It's too weird when people say, okay, this is it, right? This is LeBron has met his match. Golden State has met his match. The rest of the team's not, not good, which is partially true. But every time that gets said, guess what happens? LeBron rallies, Except and, last and year. they come back. Well, I know, I know, but it's too, <laughs> but it's too many. It's happened too Not many one times. Time with the heat. It's happened too many times. Those other times, yeah. With thanks, the Skip. Skip Bayless. Thanks a lot. What I'm saying is, he's been in this playoff run. I am not going against him. I will bet 100 to win a ton on Cleveland. I would not bet Golden State because there, I cannot. With what LeBron has done this spring, I cannot go against him. In fairness, Can't you also just found out what a money line was like a week ago on this show. Too, but if so you just ask me, would, <laughs> if you would just ask me, would I bet on Golden State? I'm not doing it. I don't trust it. Well, Golden State wins this series if they play this series a hundred times. I understand. Wins I understand that. But I told you two weeks back, I am not going to dismiss LeBron's. LeBron's small chance is still there. I think it's amazing that you might, and people are going to debate this, but whether he's the best player of all time or the second best player of all time, let's just, he's, he's in that category, that his team is that much of an underdog. And it shows you just how ridiculous Golden State and their roster is. I would, I, the question was, would you put money on Golden State? Would you put a thousand bucks basically to win a hundred bucks on Golden 1100 State? 1100 to put, to win 100. Um, I, I would just, I would just stay away from that bet, but I'm not like Judd, where oh my god, I'm never going to bet against LeBron. I'll bet I'm against Le- on LeBron. I'll bet against LeBron in a lot of circumstances like this one, where I love LeBron. I think he's I think he's maybe the best player of all time. Not the spring man, I but can't the, do it. This collection, who? Okay, let's start to pair off here just for fun. Let's just go up and down Warriors roster, Cavs roster. Okay, Durant, LeBron. Let's okay, right. let's take them off the board. Okay, okay, Curry, Clay. And then over here, I get hobbled, concussed Kevin Love and Swaggy P. And then LeBron plays J.R. Smith. 48 and plays well, J.R. Smith, on Swaggy P will cancel out. And then LeBron, and then LeBron comes over. I'm not doing it. Because, yeah, I, on paper, I get it. The bet makes perfect sense. But this guy has had it. This, this is his last run there. And he's not going down without an epic fight. I found the game it's logs. It's Seagal-like. 
I found the game logs from that Wolves uh, Lakers series. By the way, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Troy Hudson. He must have been hurt too. Wasn't the Timberwolves in at least a couple of these games when they lost? They lost these games by seven and six. The game four and game six, mm-hmm. and they won game five. And they played Derek Martin at point guard for twenty four minutes in one of those games. Mm. Feel even Derek better Martin? about my choice of Sam Cassell. <clears throat> Yeah, Derek Martin. I don't Martin. even know who that is. Derek Martin. Derek Martin was a journeyman guard they got in a trade, I think, from Sacramento. Called him D-Mart, probably. That was Kevin Martin. No, I think Derek t- did, too. I think if you look up, I, I remember going to games and watching okay. him, and I want to say they got they got him in a trade. He was a veteran guy. Okay, he played for 100 teams. Yeah, he was, yeah. With, um, he was with Vancouver, Minnesota yep. early, Clippers, Kings. They got him from the Mavericks okay. at some point. Yep. Toronto. And I think he had two stints here. I think they brought him back. I think they... Traded for him, lost him, brought him back. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was Derek who was their backup point guard? I guess Fred Hoiberg played some point guard. That's amazing. I don't remember. So if, yeah, if they would have had so Sam, so Cassell, Sam Cassell, the game was the gap between Derek Martin. They go to the finals with and Sam, Sam Cassell. Cassell. Wow! Except you had to do the damn dance. That's amazing. They didn't have a backup point guard. They didn't. So it was it was Latrell Sprewell, Kevin Garnett, Trenton Hassel. Derek Martin, Michael Olawakandi was the starting five, and then it was uh, this <laughs> is this is what, this is in, this is without Sam Cassell. Yeah, and then Wally, who could not play point guard, he could barely dribble. Yep. Uh, <laughs> remember when so Wally mean, when Wally would true. try to go behind his back, and he'd have to he'd he'd have to stop, and they look over his shoulder to find the ball, and then uh, Fred Hoiberg. Mark Madsen, Oliver Miller, Irvin Johnson. Okay, yeah, they didn't so have one. So their guards were Wally, Fred Hoiberg, and Derek Martin. And Flip at the time. And Latrell Sprewell would just run point, I guess. Holy cow. Alrighty then. Lakers had four Hall of Famers on their roster in that series. It's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, the uh, I saw a tweet this weekend that was all about run differential in the American, uh, well, American and National League, but just by division. And the uh, American League Central is not good. This just in. <laughs> they are so far, I just updated it, did the math. They are 172 to the minus when okay. it comes to run differential, all five teams combined. Hmm. That's bad. The next worst is the National League West. They're a minus 87. Everybody else is on the plus side. Just looked at football, for instance. The AFC South, they're usually pretty bad. Last year, they were a minus 12. In point differential, uh, they have the Jaguars, but you also got your Titans, Colts, and Texans. So I ask you, what is the worst division in all of sports? The AL Central, the <laughs> AFC South, or someone else that I'm not thinking of? The worst division in sports. It's got to be a hockey division that Judd knows about. Uh, the Atlantic, I believe, was not very good this year, but it's not that bad. I don't think it's that bad. What's that? The Florida Panthers. Yeah, see, the the problem is is, is Tampa Bay in that division. They got to be right. Yes, Tampa okay. is. Yep. You yep. know the divisions are so wacky, the top of the division is Boston too. So they're they're not terrible. No, I I think that hockey does not have one that qualifies as being that putrid. The AFC East minus the Patriots. I get it. You're taking one of the greatest franchise of all time off the pile, but that's been that's been a. And I know they're just tripping all over themselves to try and find some solution to. A dynasty that you can't solve, but that's been a pretty sneaky bad division too. I mean, they would if they yeah. played in if they played in the AFC West instead of going fourteen and two, they'd go twelve and four or something. But um, yeah, I don't know the AL Central right now. I think I'd have to take the AL Central. 
Because you got three teams that are actively trying to lose. At least their front offices are. They're in rebuild mode. And then the two teams that are trying to get to the playoffs or win the division, one's under 500 by five games, and the other one has one viable relief pitcher. (laughs) I say go ahead and crown them. AL Central. It is god-awful. It is just terrible. And I, I almost hope the Cleveland makes a trade for bullpen help, just so it's not a complete embarrassment. But right now, that thing is a complete, complete embarrassment to yeah. baseball. They go, and that's why, I mean, the Twins go and they beat the Royals. Oh, good for you. They beat the White Sox. Phil's right. You've got three teams that actively don't really give a damn. Their front offices have said, you know what, we're, we're not going to try hard. So you beat the Tigers, you beat the Royals, you beat the White Sox. Big bleeping deal. Yeah. No, but no. AL Central is the answer to your question. I can't stop staring at the Lakers Wolves 2004 <laughs> playoff box. And you know what? This is amazing. Harrigan did this to you on purpose because it's not going to take you it's down the so path. Frustrating. You should have young Phil should have got an NBA title or at least at least been in the championship series. It's uh imagine it's, how different your life could possibly be if you would look at the Wolves as world champions even once. The Timberwolves, let's see here. The Timberwolves' fourth leading scorer <laughs> was Trenton Hassel at six points per game. Six points per game. It was Gar- It was a Garnett, Sprewell, Wally, Zerbiak series, basically. The Larry O'Brien Trophy going down ninety four. <laughs> yes. KG and the convertible. Giving Derek the Martin. Up. Who the hell is Derek Martin? I have no. I, I, I blocked Taylor out hero. Derek Martin's memory. Glenn Taylor saved the franchise and then gets a championship. A hero. That's right. Your li- your your basketball life, as you know it, would be entirely different. I think a lot of people's would be. Uh, Derek Martin's best season in the NBA. I saw Derek Martin play in nineteen ninety seven ninety eight with a Clippers team. He played all eighty two. He scored ten points a game, dished out four assists, shot thirty seven percent from the three point line. It's a pretty good year. Back in back in the day, I, I used to write for the game program, and I didn't get paid, shockingly, but I got tickets. And I remember taking Corzo to a game, and I think it was an afternoon game, and Derek Martin went off, had this huge game. And I'm not kidding you. Well, define huge. Well, for him. I mean, he scored like 30 points or something. Guess where he was playing the year before the Timberwolves signed him to eventually be their starting point guard in a playoff series against the Los Angeles Lakers with four Hall of Famers. I'm going Europe. I was thinking that team that the Ball brothers joined, Lithuania something. Dave's closer than Judd. He played in a Russian pro league. Yes. Those are that tough leagues. Those are tough leagues. Good that job, Arrogant. Well, Let's depends on how against, like, I guess, Europe, tough, yeah. Those are t- that's tough competition. You give, <laughs> you're all prepared for Kobe after that. It's amazing. Uh, 651-646-8255. Open phone lines the rest of the hour. And I want to get your thoughts. I got, I got a ticket this weekend. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there was a, a tactic that was pulled. I want to ask you guys. Am, Am I am I a hundred percent in the wrong or only like fifty percent in the wrong? Hang on, Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Hurry up on fifteen hundred ESPN. Here. Two Mackie, Judd Zolgad, and those are some boobs, by the way. Mackie and Judd uh... on fifteen hundred ESPN. Yeah, all right. Tom Roller, loyal listener, points out Derek Martin was so bad. KG was running point for a lot of that series. Yep. And so Troy, so Troy Hudson must have been injured because Troy Hudson the year before when they, I think they also went six games against the Lakers the year before, five or six. And Troy Hudson had that one game where he went off for like thirty points and a bunch of threes. Mm-hmm. But that was Troy Hudson was their second best player on those pre Spree and Cassell teams. Hmm. 
All right, so so the Derek Martin game that, that I'm talking about was during his first stint with the Wolves in 95-96 when they acquired him from Vancouver. And it was, I found it, March 15th of 96. Wow. He didn't exactly score 30. He scored 20. Oh, okay. He scored 21. Okay, that's pr- that's and four good. And four assists. I, see, I, I thought it was higher than that. And, and the Wolves won that game by 26, <laughs> which is yeah. why I have such great memories of that particular performance that I saw with Corzo. It's funny how you, you, your mind goes back and sensationalizes things. Oh, yeah. I remember watching the game. Kevin Harlan was on play-by-play. It might have been a West Coast game where James Hollywood Robinson just went bonkers in a game. Same same time period, 96-97. And in my head, it was like he hit like six or seven threes in a game. And I'm going to pull up the game log here just, just to cross-reference. Dave's shaking his head. You remember? I remember that game and being so impacted I then would be playing the Wolves on, you know, whatever PlayStation NBA game I had. Yeah. And wanting to shoot all the time with James Robinson. Because yeah. this guy, he can't miss. Oh, wait, actually. James Hollywood Robinson. Yeah, he's not that well, good. Harlow was so good. Uh, I think it was this game in 1997, April 19th of 1997, a game which they lost by 12 at Utah, where he went for seven three-pointers. 28 points. Seven three-pointers, but they lost by 12. Can't miss. He was 7 of 14. So it was, it was, yeah, but you're it was young. pretty good, 50% yeah. from downtown. And you're young. That's a big game. Yeah. I feel like it was like a late night. He had a couple where he went 4 or 5, 4 or 5 against Vancouver, but that was at home. There was an at Dallas, he went 5 of 10. At Indiana, 6 of 13. He was a fun player to watch. James Hollywood The Harlan Robinson. story that I, I was told when, when I started to cover that beat for the Strib was that... They were the wolves were so bad in the early years that on the West Coast trips, Harlan would basically see how, how much he could say before a team executive called, <laughs> because he'd be like, "I can do whatever I want." He'd get that phone call a lot earlier today, apparently. Oh, yes, he would. Yes, he would. But he would he would basically try and say, "I'm going to be as goofy as I possibly can," especially if it was a non TV game, because who's up? Who's staying up? And but that's where his best stuff came from because he was so good at it. Yeah, now he's and now he's one of the top play-by-play guys in the in the country. Um, all right, I want to tell you the story about about me getting. Now this is not a referendum on my driving, which is very safe. Okay, very safe. <laughs> I'm, see I'm a law-abiding yeah. citizen. We'll be the judges of that. Let's see how you negotiate this explanation. Okay, go ahead. Law-abiding citizen. Yep. Doesn't sound like you were this weekend. How many tickets have you guys got, Judd? You said you have a bunch of speeding tickets, a bunch of right? Speeding tickets. Yeah. Like how many times have you guys been pulled over in your lives? I've only got one ticket. I've been warned a couple times. You've been pulled over a couple times. The only speeding ticket happened, uh, I want to say, when I was like 20, 21. Okay. Wow, that's really good. Uh, I've probably been pulled over about eight times in my life, and I probably got six or seven tickets. I think I got off with a warning once, maybe twice. Okay. That's a lot. That's actually kind of a lot. Iowa, Minnesota. Is your insurance still? Fortunately, not Wisconsin. No, it's fine. Pretty good now. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so, because I think a I think a police officer pulled a tactic on me on Saturday. All right, you like were baited. Some, some sort of a, I don't know if baited is the right. Baited might be the right word. I'm, I'm going to explain the scenario, and I admit that I was at least partially in the wrong here, and I even admitted that in our one mostly one way conversation. Okay. So it was one of those, it was an arrow with two left turn lanes. So you've got the inside left turn lane and the outside left turn lane. Mm-hmm. And I was on the outside left turn lane. And you know, so you're, you're watching the light, but you're also watching the traffic in front of you. And so it was one of those deals where the, I see the light is green, 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 but I'm looking at the cars in front of me for when they go. And, and as the car in front of me goes, I go and I look up and it had 
turn to yellow, and it was kind of a, it wasn't a, it was a long sweeping turn lane. So, and the and the timing of the light, I think, is the same as it would be. So it's one of those where, like, if it turns yellow, you're still going to be in the intersection when it turns red because it's a longer turn. Yep. Does that make sense? Got to clear out. Yep. Okay. I got you. So as I'm going forward, and this is where one of my mistakes was, and it's yellow. I look to my left, and there's a police SUV in the inside turn lane. And and so he must have been a few cars behind because I didn't see him. He wasn't directly to my left as we were stopped. So lights yellow. I go forward. He slams on the brakes in the inside left turn lane as I'm going out in the intersection for a yellow light. And immediately when he slams on the brakes to stop, it wasn't like a gradual stop. It was like, oh, slam on the brakes. And in my mind, I thought he totally like in the moment, I thought he totally did that on purpose to get either me or the guy in front as that light goes from yellow to red. Now, it was borderline. I probably could have stopped, too. So you're sitting there, and it's if you've been pulled over enough, like I've been pulled over, it's probably like the third time I've ever been pulled over. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I'm either really lucky because sometimes you're going in the flow of traffic, and I don't know. There's like opportunities, I'm sure, for everyone to, like if you're going 71 and a 65 or something. But um, he comes up to the window and says, did you, so did you, did you see me there? And I said, well, I mean, it. W- I think I started to, to say, like, it was. And he finishes my sentence. He goes, it was red. I don't know if you just, like, didn't see me there in the turn lane. And I said, well, whether you were there or not, I guess it was a mistake. If it was red, then it was a mistake. And he goes, yeah, it had been red for quite some time. Oh, my. Which is obviously... Sounds like a power trip. It right had there. been red you... for quite some time. Where? And so my, my two questions are, yeah, I got a question do you it. think it's a tactic... When lights are yellow and they're, I don't know if they're, if they have quotas or whatever. Did he slam on the brakes to catch whoever was going through a yellow in that spot? Was it a tactic? If I could do it again, I obviously would have just like waited for the light. I would have waited for the next rotation. And B, if an officer says something that is not correct in that spot, which is the light had been red for quite some time. Well, actually, there, yeah, I mean, like I, every fiber of my being was thinking, yeah, no, you well, don't wanna, I mean, that's not true, no, you don't but I didn't want to start that argument because I don't win that argument. And if you're going right? to go and now, if, if you're going to go to court to contest it, you definitely How say that. How much is there. that ticket? I don't even know. I have, I honestly got have no idea. I don't know. I've never gotten one for that. We're getting phone calls. Probably about two grand. But hold on a second. Now, where? Oh, yeah, probably. Just to be very clear, where were you when it was yellow and turned red? Like, where was your car exactly? Were you out of the turning? Had, had you gone in, into the act of turning I was, and had to clear out? I was in the intersection, but probably only a quarter or, the, or a third of the way through. But I guess my question is this. If you, it was had, definitely, if it, you had stopped and just stayed there, so, so let's say you didn't run it. If you had stopped and stayed there, would you have interrupted the flow of traffic that was about to come at yes. you? Yes. Okay, then you have to clear out. I go to court. Okay. I'd go to court and I'd, I'd explain it. And so I would he, say, he's, mad, he's upset that I... That I started going into the intersection when it was yellow instead of. But I think you, know, you have a right to do that. I think you have a right to to clear and and if you, and you need to clear out like you can't. You can't get, just stop. Yes. Or you're, right. So I think my contention would be my main contention. This is very much a Larry David curb your enthusiasm. The light had been red for quite some time, and I'm thinking the whole time. I'm thinking as someone who debates every day. You, I'm like. That's not true. To to debate That's definitely not true. But if you go to court, he's got to come in to debate you. In court, which is the place to do it. But how do you win? Like, how do you even win that? Before a judge. 
Well, you've got a chance there, but if you contest it to him, <laughs> I might just. You're I, not going to win that. I'm not admitting to being 100 percent right but, here. But, but probably the other area. thing is, was there somebody in the car with you? No, I can vouch. No. Oh, then you're in trouble. Yeah, then it's just <laughs> he said. He said. Yeah, but he's a well known. He's a well known guy. Well, I mean, the guy might love hundred, so not really. Actually, <laughs> the judge might love GL. You don't know that. I used to there's be a, way more well known, like nine years ago. If the fight, judge loves GL. He's still The judge is going to say, "But you know, Such. But you, if you, if you know that, if you know that he's either lying or wrong yeah. in that exact situation, do you debate it or you just? I just, I, I literally just, I just. I just took it and I think you did whatever. the right thing. So yeah, to, I mean, to answer your questions, I say number one, it's not a tactic. I think that's a little foolish. But I'm with Judd. If you are in this, inter- if you're confident you were in the intersection when the light was still yellow, you got to fight this. Which I were. You got to. You got to go up against I feel the. Feel like man. you're trying to get me to. It might do not, something. No, I think I, I'm, I think it's absolutely the rule. If you're in the intersection, if, I mean, whether it's your entire car or even just you know half of a bumper, if you're in the intersection when it's still yellow. You go. And it might not be a tactic, but it, you definitely were an easy target. And for that, I'd be like, that's that's not right. Listen, if I were him and I were bored, and then, of course, it's yeah. kind of the condescending, like, I'm going to spend five minutes showing you how to go to the website to pay a ticket. I'm like, I'm, I have the internet. I'll be, I'll be okay. <laughs> Even I know that. I have the internet. And I'm old and don't and then, care. And then there was an awkward exchange where I couldn't remember if he gave me my insurance card back, but he did right off the, the bat. And I said, I, did you give me my insurance card back? And he goes, and he goes... Uh, oh, I give that back right away because you know how sometimes those are easy to lose. He goes into this thing about like how easy they are to lose, and I'm like, just let me go. I don't want. <laughs> I think you do the right thing by not contesting him on the spot. This reminds me of I've told you guys the story of I got this is like just after a couple years after high or no, this might have been in college or something, and I had just busted out of a poker tournament, and which in which the winner gets a $12,000 package to go to the to some exotic island to play for a million dollars, and I finished, like, on the bubble right next to the... I think the winner got that, and then second place got something a little bit less, and then I got third place for a T-shirt or something. And I was just... I was on the phone with a friend, and I... It was 45 into a 30, and I didn't see the 30, and got pulled over, and immediately, like, yeah, I'm sorry, I just... I didn't see the speed limit change, and he, and he goes, well, where are you coming from? I said, I'm actually coming from a poker tournament. He spends five minutes... He's a poker player. Also oh, plays no. poker. Oh, I hate plays that. at Canterbury. I hate that. Oh man, like what what happened? And he's, he starts asking me about the bad, bad beat. beat I tell the bad beat story. At which point you think he's you're like, not oh, that's, get a that's so rough, man. Well, let me. I'll get you on your way here. Let me just comes back tickets. Yep, yep. Oh, don't was. waste my time. That's a, if, if just you. Give are, me the ticket. I said that the last cop. <laughs> if, if you're gonna talk to me, that's fine. But then I don't want the ticket. Either give me the ticket and do your job, or or if you're gonna talk to me, then let's get a warning. Okay. <laughs> Oh, this one time I had pocket rockets. Can't yeah. believe what happened. Yeah. So Here's got, your fine, sir. So I've got Ace King suited. The flop comes two hearts. <laughs> so I'm sitting on a, <laughs> I'm sitting on a two over cards and a flush draw right now. You wouldn't believe oh, it. This guy's awful. betting into me. That's terrible. Uh, Matt tweets in. Wouldn't the police officer have known whether the light was yellow or red on his dash camera, or was the camera? I don't know how that. I don't know like how. What's the range of those cameras? I don't know. Oh, it's just very disappointing to get the condescending. It had been red for quite some time, and you can't debate it. You <laughs> well, can't you debate it. <laughs> no, but you could debating it with a cop would have been a complete waste of your time. Yeah. Now, now, it, it, is this a light too where it flashes for a while? Because m- more and more now, those turn lights go. Oh, like yellow, flashing yellow. No, flashing it was, yellow. It was standard turn light. Okay. Yeah, okay. For sure. Because that's confusing too. More of an ego blow than anything else. I'd go to court. I'd go to court. I think will you got a company. I think will you, you got a company? good chance. Will you be my representation? Take Corzo with you, Maggie and Judd live from court. Yeah. 
Let's take Can we do the show live outside the courtroom? Hey, brought to you by Hennepin County. The county where you can get a ticket to just about anything. And Jerry's Bail Bonds. Where Phil is right now because he lipped off to the officer. Hang on. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Well, you don't really have a choice. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. One of the most absurd things you can do in sports media. On 1500 ESPN. Ever dream of playing at U.S. Bank Stadium? Well, now's your chance. Sign up your team to participate in United Health Group's Touch of Football Flag Football Tournament. It's coming up Saturday, September 8th. Flag football teams will take over to U.S. Bank Stadium for this one-day six-on-six tournament all to raise money. For the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, team spots are limited, selling out fast, so get your team signed up now. All the details can be found at 1500ASPN.com, keyword events. Thank you, Dave. I think you're in good shape here, Phil Mackey. You think I should contest I think you it? need to contest know, this. Man. We'll see. Do it for the sake of, of, of the show so we, we can get an update. I think, I think if you go to contest it, there's a chance that the cop doesn't show up, which means it gets dropped. And if he does... It, it's going to be, he's going to have to prove. So, like, if, if he's got dash cam, it's going to be plain as day, if you're right, that you pulled in there when it was yellow, which means that you have the right to do that. It would be and very shameful thing, if, it, if he had dash cam and I was just, like, remembering it wrong and it had been red for a half hour. I don't think you remember. I just ju- I don't think pulled you, it out into the intersection. I don't think you'd remember it wrong. <laughs> no. I think, I, th- you're, I think you've nailed it. And you can save money on representation. Judd's watched plenty enough law and order. Sure. Oh, I got law and order lawyer characters You've got the law the and the order. You oh, can, yeah. I, you can break down what the cop did wrong <laughs> and you can lawyer up. Ipso facto, you have to let my client off. <laughs> Ipso facto. Nice. That's very, that, that sounds really smart. Uh, Ergo, this was a bad pull over and you're all in trouble. I'm going to sue the entire city. That's what I'm going to do for him. <laughs> You're all sued. You're all yelled. I'm going to sue every one of you. I'm suing the entire Sla- city. Slams a beer, walk out of the courtroom. <laughs> now let's head to the bar. Would you show up in a trench coat and mesh shorts like you do for high school Don't football think I games? Wouldn't. Don't think I wouldn't. It's a new way of dressing. Uh, just going through emails from the show here. This is from our pecking order early. Uh, Joe emails in, bicycle gangs. Phil, you're absolutely correct about the bike riders in this state. They drive me nuts. I'd rather share the road with a real biker gang than with a group of self-righteous traffic obstacles. My issue isn't that as much. It's like, why are you all dressed as Lance Armstrong? You know, can't, can't, just a pair of mesh shorts. On your right. On your right. I know. Shut up. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, my favorite part, Joe emails about the bikers' mentality is that they insist they are part of traffic. Yes. They will be right in front of you, slowing you down, and then you get the stern look as you zip past them. Yep. Conversely, I often see bike riders ignoring stop signs this, and flying through on the intersection since there aren't any cars present. That was my gripe. You should, there is no way that you should have a right to the road and then not follow the rules of the road yeah so i guess you're uh, you're part of traffic when it's convenient or from my perspective when it's annoying but sorry bike nerds you can't have it both ways joe emails i see guys riding bikes that are worth more than my car they are wearing yeah. equipment that would be uh, that would put a pro to shame many however have a physique that looks more like chris farley than lance armstrong <laughs> but they've managed to get themselves in the entire outfit uh this has to be like the guy who shows up at the golf course with the expensive clubs top-of-the-line shoes and glove, and can't break 100. One of my favorite sayings is, just because you perform an activity doesn't mean you should. 
Uh, those closest to me hate hearing that it. It's very Judd-like, actually. I like that. That's a great. That's a great note. Do you think the bike bike gangs get together after each ride and vote on who gets to who had the best ride, so that person gets to wear the yellow jersey the next time they go out? Don't think they don't. Just like the tour, they very well might. I could totally now, see that, Jerry. Man, yeah. you were pretty good, but Bill, you yeah. were outstanding today. You got the yellow Thursday, my man. Well done. You ever have it where you're? Uh, I don't know, you're like downtown or some somewhere crowded, and maybe the tail of your car is just sticking out a little bit because there's a million cars and it happens, uh-huh. and, a, and a biker, in, instead of just going around by a couple feet, will like slam on the back, will like tap on the back of your car or hit it. No, I've have never. you ever had that? Oh my I gosh. I have not, no. Really? Yeah. Well, that would not sit well. They'll just they'll give you the old, either on the hood or depending on where you're at or the, wow. the trunk. No, no, I've never had that happen. And that they, would be they bike away before. Of course, they, they make do. my passive aggressive comment back. Probably happens one of those times when you actually stop for the light that's turning red versus that's just true. blowing right yeah. through it, huh? Well, I've, that's, yeah, you know, I, I earned that. I've seen fun. downtown now more and more that there's actually uh, a set of lights for bikes now. Yeah. So, the, and, so like and, that light of, will be green. Your light will be red for the car. And the light is in the shape of a bicycle, bicycle right? right? Yeah. Basically saying, hey, dummy, this is for you. Don't run it. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Uh, God bless them. Exercise is good. But- actually, I think we have two things from this show. We're going to do the, the 27 three-point challenge with Judd sometime this week. The Rockets went 0 for 27. We're going to see if Judd can make one three-pointer in 27 NBA attempts. I think we should all get fitted for some Lance Armstrong biker gear, too. No. I think we should go for a little show ride. Intern Max, three of us. Just go around maybe the Prospect Park area. I'll what go do you for guys a ride. Say? Not getting fitted. Come I'm on. shooting 27 threes, man. That's the, my only athletic endeavor for the week. I'm not doing a bike ride. And I'm not getting fitted for that what stuff. Would, what would be, that costs a lot, too, by the way. Well, we could rent, I'm sure. Some used oh, gear. Uh, play it against yuck. sports. I'm sure oh, you can get some used gear. That stuff gets tight to your skin. You're sweating down there. Yeah, exactly. You really Someone want another... butt pads. Yeah, another human mm. being has worn that. And Do you they have butt pads in? in them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes it a little bit more appealing. They must have a lot of pads, right? I mean, there's lots of things with a bike seat that have to be protected, probably. Like what, Judd? I don't know, Dave. I just threw that out there. Could you elaborate some No, more? no. I think people can figure it out for themselves. I think people got that one. I think they can figure it out. I will shoot 27 threes. That is my athletic endeavor. I'm very I'll confident that you'll make threes, at least one of the 27. And I want to see you go, go to court to contest this ticket. Those are my two things from the show, my we'll two see. takeaways. It'll be the, the all-time dunk if we go and there's a there's a dash cam that shows the light having been red for 10 seconds. and <laughs> I just spazzed out and drove out of impatience. I'd be very disappointed if that was the case. Uh, all right, we're, we're back tomorrow. You can find our on-demand stuff, Mackie and Judd show page at 1500ESPN.com.